Hello everyone and welcome back to Make Better Wedding Films, the home of new ideas for radical films about people in love. My name is Ben, I will be your host and before we get into the show, we just got a quick announcement. Some of you may have seen on Instagram this week that I have launched the Ideal Client Blueprint. This is a short, affordable mini course, uh, seven modules long, that walks you through the complete process of mapping out your ideal client. Now, why is this important? Well, when you appeal to a specific type of person, all your messaging becomes stronger, your brand becomes more desirable, and for some people, you become not just the best option for what they're after, but the only option for what they're after for their wedding film. And if you're the only option, what do we think that translates to in terms of what you can charge and the value you're bringing to the table? Now, this is something I've been working on for several months now. I'm super excited to get it out into the world. Uh, this course is basically an evolution of what I was doing with my one-on-one -on -one mentoring sessions a few months ago. It was so awesome during those sessions to see filmmakers move away from a place of fear where they felt like they had to appeal to as many people as possible and into a more confident brand that knows exactly who they are talking to. And that is what I want for all of you guys. Speaking of you guys, my dear amazing podcast listeners, I put together a special little gift just for you. Now, I'm not offering this out to the wider Instagram audience or even my email list. This is just for podcast listeners. For 24 hours after this episode goes live, there will be a 50% offer discount link in the show notes below. So, if you want to check out the course, it's just $99 for a very, very limited time. Like, pause this, go grab it, come back. Right, now that you're back, let's get on to the episode. How much is our gear a crutch? If we didn't have access to shallow depth of field, 10-bit color, crazy low light, infinite lens choices, would our work still stand on its own? Would the storytelling at the core still resonate if the flashy wrappings fell away? On today's show, I'm talking with Savannah Groves, aka A Girl in Her Phone, about the conscious choice she has made to ignore advice of other videographers and not buy a camera, but to create wedding films using only an iPhone. Why? Well, you'll have to listen and find out. My name is Ben, and this is Make Better Wedding Films. So my name is Savannah Groves, my friends call me Sav, so like I said when we hopped on, we're friends, so you can call me Sav, Savannah, whatever you want to call me. Um, so yes, I'm with a girl in her phone videos. I am an iPhone filmmaker that specializes in weddings. Um, I do love also like shooting content for businesses and now I've kind of stepped into education as well. So. We're wearing lots of hats lately. It's been fun. <laughs> um, so I am a wife and a mom. I have a three-year-old little boy. So those are like my favorite things in life. And then I'm also a marketing manager for my family's telephone company. It's a telephone and fiber internet company. And then um, when I'm not doing all of that, I am the girl behind the phone shooting weddings. Um, so that is my passion. And I got started. I can like go down the rabbit hole of it if you want, but like the short story long version is, or long story short, <laughs> is, um, <laughs> is um, I did it as a favor helping out friends who couldn't afford a videographer and then it just spiraled. <laughs> Pretty much. So, yeah. And here we are. It's been yeah. a wild ride. Yeah. And so when did you start? How long have you been doing the, the wedding game? 
So the first wedding I did was in June of 2017, totally by, I like to say, divine intervention. I was a bridesmaid in my friend's wedding. And I feel like back in 2017, videographers were fewer and far between now than they are. Um, like many people, she couldn't afford a videographer. Um, but I always had like this love for videos and wedding films. I would just like watch YouTube wedding films and cry and stuff. And I thought it's a shame like she doesn't have a film because like she's my best friend and this is her day. And so divine intervention is all I can say. I just went around with my iPhone and took clips for her because it's what I had. And then a basic knowledge of iMovie, I guess, <laughs> um, from like making YouTube videos in middle school and stuff. Um, so yeah, 2017 was that. And then it really kicked off like the beginning of late 2018, early 2019. So I would say like I started then and just haven't stopped since. Amazing. Um, love that. And what I really want to know now is, so you obviously started with, with your phone, which I think is fantastic. Um, Thank you. And so question one, have you always, always shot on your phone? Have you done a wedding on a traditional camera? I have not. It's always been not. my iPhone. Cool. Amazing. And so follow up question, has there ever been a moment that you have had a desire to switch to cameras or has it always been iPhone? And I guess as part of that question, has it been like a passionate conscious choice to stay iPhone, stay iPhone or kind of a stay with what you know, kind of comfort? I, I've, I went back and forth for a long time, actually. Um, not in the beginning. In the beginning, I was just, I never questioned it. I was just like, yeah, it's my phone and this is what I do. Until I got to a point when people were like, okay, like the jig is up. Get a camera and take yeah. yourself seriously. And yeah. what are you doing? Um, then I kind of started to question and be like, well, like, I think I, I love what I do. I love the iPhone thing. It's cool to me. My clients love it. Um, what's the deal? You know, and it was only other filmmakers telling me that I needed to stop what I was doing. So that really, I was in a place for probably two years and it probably just ended like back this spring. So it was fairly recent. Um, there were many times I would be on B&H with a Sony in my car and the lenses and have my mentor <laughs> on the go. phone yeah. and he's telling me like, you need to get this. Cause it was actually my, my mentor, someone I look up to and respect. I mean, still so much to this day, who is one of those people that was like, you have no idea like how incredible of a filmmaker you could be if you would just let go of the phone and get a proper tool. And so that to me, I'm like, wow, okay. So there were many times, but I would sleep on it and I would never feel right. And so I think for me in that moment, I had to resolve like, okay, well, why? Why the iPhone then? Like, and I should have a good answer as to why it's the tool I want to use. Um, and so for me, it was just thinking about all of the people who don't know where to start or they feel like they can't start because they think they need the five or $10,000 beginning kit. And some people can't do that. Um, but they have 
they have a story to tell or they want to tell stories and they have the ability. Um, so it's like, wow, what a low barrier to entry into storytelling. That's incredible. Everyone pretty much already has a smartphone. I don't want to make that generalization because I know it's a privilege to have a smartphone, but most people have a smartphone. Um, so I kind of fell in love with the low barrier to entry of it and just inspiring people to get out there and start. And so for me, it was like, okay, well, if I want that to be my message, because that is something I'm passionate about. And it doesn't matter if other filmmakers don't understand it, they don't have to, as long as I understand it. Um, if I go and get a Sony or a Fuji, what does that say to the people that I wanna talk to? It says the phone isn't good enough. And I don't believe that. So why should, you know, I need to let my, uh, what's, the, what's the phrase? Like I need to walk the walk and talk the talk. You know, so I am just like so dedicated to creating the best work on an iPhone you've ever seen, like stuff that you would never think is possible, pushing the boundaries of what people think. And then on the other side, I feel like once finally get over the hump of you can't do this and they see me doing it, then they're interested. Okay, I want to know how to do it because um, everyone could benefit from better videos from their smartphone. So um, I'm here just kind of being the punching bag of the <laughs> industry at the beginning here of, you know, handling the naysayers and stuff and just out here trying to prove what smartphone and mobile filmmaking is really all about and what it can do. So it's kind of like lit a fire under me really here recently, like I said, like this past spring to keep it going and to really like push hard into it. First of all, fuck yes. That's awesome. <laughs> love it. Fucking love it. Um, oh, and I guess like, there's so many reasons why I love it. And I guess it's because you went all the way from kind of the like beginning like stage of like, this is all I have. This is my, uh, you know, I've got my phone. I'm just going to start all the way through to like the kind of enlightened state of gear doesn't matter like i'm here to you know inspire people and if anything like it's it's because it's what was resulted in is is a really um amazing strong brand and clear differentiation for you um that clearly makes you stand out from the crowd and it's like what you've done is you've gone from like you've skipped that middle part you've skipped like the kind of like mediocre middle ground swamp of everyone who's just like, I have to get a camera and I have to do this and I have to do that. And it's only once you, like, it usually takes people several years of going through that swampy marsh to then come out <laughs> the other side of it and realize, Oh, it doesn't matter. And it's, you know, more about like me and my personality and what I offer and like serving my clients and all this kind of shit. And, um, you know, like, li like literally everyone, 99.9999999% of us go through the swamp and you've just skipped it. You've walked around and come out on the other side and go, nah, it, you don't need to do that. I think it's fantastic. I think it's just so wonderful and so refreshing. Um, yeah, Thank it's amazing. You. Wow. Yeah. Like, come, I don't know if you know, I look up to you so much. And so it's cool just talking to you. But hearing you say that is like, wow, I like my words of affirmation tank is just yeah. full. And, full nice. Yes. No, I just appreciate you. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Mutual Appreciation Society. Big old hugs all around. Yes, hugs all around. <laughs> um, amazing. Cool. Um, 
so I guess oh, where to go from here? Um, <laughs> I I want to touch a little bit on not being full time because I kind of want to wrap this up in the in the um, the kind of other people perception, industry perception kind of thing. So the do you have a desire to like are you on the road to become full-time is that the goal or is it for you about like still having one foot in like the family business and having other skills and like what's I guess your um uh, philosophy around keeping the weddings part-time okay so the quick answer is I don't have any plans <coughs> to go full-time <laughs> Um, and it is because of the family business. So right now I am the marketing manager there, but, um, you know, I plan on taking over and being the fourth generation business owner. Um, and so I always have to keep that in the forefront of my mind. Like that is my priority. That is, you know, that's my career, you know, my family's legacy, even more than that, more than my career. Um, that's what I went to school for that is above all what I would be devastated to see die is my great grandfather's hard work to see that die. I could yeah. never. So, sorry, got deep there. <laughs> but, yeah, no, uh, I love but it. It's a, deep, it's a very mm. deep thing for mm. me though. It's something I'm just as equally, if not more, well, here's the problem is that I, I need to be more passionate about it, but I'm mm. so passionate about iPhone filmmaking and weddings yeah. that I'm like, okay, I gotta, who pull it back so I can yeah. focus on the, you know, long-term goal here, which is the family business. Mm -hmm. Um, so here's kind of how I look at it. And this is kind of a like, haha, mm -hmm. -ha, funny thing, I guess. Mm -hmm. So my dad, he, he took over at a young age. His parents were in very bad health. So they had to sign the company over to him just for, I mean, you know, that's how it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's always been a drag racer on the side. Cars are his thing. He loves to race. He loves cars. He loves working on cars. Um, and he still does that to his day, to this day in his fifties. Um, and so I figure, well, if my dad can do that and his hobby costs him money, then I can do mine. Or I shouldn't say hobby, but like his passion costs him yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. I can do my passion and it makes me money. So I figured there's room for that there. Um, I think it's great for people who do go full-time and make it a, a full-time business. I think it's incredible. I am in a very rare position where that is just not in the cards for me um, because I'm, I'm way too dedicated to my, to my family and our legacy and, and things like that. So for most people, I would say, yes, like work to going full-time if that's what you want. Um, I'm just in that weird position. Mm. So, yeah. I guess because I guess the the question there was because it's like for some people obviously that's that's the goal and that's the career goal, but I guess I wanted to chat through that with with, with with you because I guess there's this kind of like a kind of perception that can lean toxic when people have situations like yours, and that the perception is that oh she's not full time therefore she's not good enough kind of thing like you know like if like we all wrap our our um we all a lot of us <laughs> wrap our identities up in our work and our careers especially in the kind of like vocation kind of work that we do and um and for people who like have other 
priorities and other things like, um, you know, it's, I don't know, I guess it's just, it's nice to see that kind of like that healthy balance where it's not like all or nothing. It's not like you have to be like, this is your entire everything or you're, you know, you're not doing it properly. Um, which is, yeah, kind of nice, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's a very interesting perspective. Mm. I never thought of just cause that's not my shoes that mm. I'm in. So that's mm. an interesting, I would never think of that perception of, Oh, she's part-time in this. So she's not good mm. enough. Like that is an interesting perspective. I could totally see how people's minds would go there. Um, I genuinely not as like a pat on the back kind of thing mm. that I think I could be full-time if I wanted to be, yeah. but I have to put harsh mm. thresholds on my mm. schedule. Um, so if that's where, if that worries anybody, it's like, well, I could mm. probably be full-time if I yeah. wanted to be at this mm. point. Um, but yeah, so I mm. do feel like I have a pretty good balance, but I would be lying if I didn't say that I spend more time on a girl on her phone than my, full-time job mm. i definitely do because that's just where my my mm. soul is yeah so yeah 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 and because i guess even like when it comes to like client perceptions and stuff like if you're going for someone who's like this is their whole thing versus someone who's like there might be some client perception so actually i i want to kind of like you know segue segue man segue into clients now okay i was going to talk, talk about it later but we're going to talk, talk about it now um <laughs> the phones and the client perception. Um, what's your experience there? Because I think a lot of people go the other way where they make their cameras bigger and bolt things to them and in and matte boxes for no reason. And, you know, things like to make the, the, themselves and their gear and their, and what they're bringing t to the table look big and flashy and, um, impressive to, to the client. Um, and for some clients that's great. They love it. And I guess if you're on, I guess sort of the other end of the scale, do you have to do any kind of convincing to your clients that like your phone is enough and the equipment you're bringing is enough? Like what's the, yeah, what's the kind of the client's view on, um, what you're bringing to the wedding day gear wise? Um, I'm, I'm blessed because I have never had to deal with that mm. with my clients. Um, they watch my work and they fall in love with the storytelling, the end, mm. you know, yeah. they'll say that their, their husband, like, or their fiance, mm. they're like, he never cries during a wedding film and he cried. So like, we have to have you. And it's mm. never just like, wow like i can tell the sensor on your camera is like yeah. huge wow it's I never know. that um you know what i mean I know. <laughs> um I know. Yeah, yeah 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 so it's all about the story um or the other thing is um and like they'll have watched my work obviously it's like okay if you're listening to this and you're booking vendors like obviously watch your wedding videographers work. So like, I'm just assuming people are watching my work before they reach yeah. out to me that you should be doing that. Um, <laughs> anyway, so it's either that they purely find me on, on the internet or they experienced me on a wedding day, whether they were in the wedding party, they were a wedding guest and they are just like, 
loved your energy, loved your vibe, loved how you interacted with everyone, loved how you served us and loved on us all day, and coupled with that, saw the film, loved it, like we would love to have what you bring on a wedding day to our day. So the only people really I have ever tried to convince that Savannah is enough, my phone, me and my phone is enough, is to other filmmakers. And I don't really try too hard because they're not the ones that are Booking my client. Yourself. Yeah. You know, um, if I have an opportunity to educate, I'll take it. But just like downright, like hatefulness, I try to not entertain. But yeah. it's only other filmmakers or photographers, even a couple of photographers. I had one client once and they ended up booking me that said, they didn't realize I used a phone. I just mentioned it in passing while we were on the inquiry call. I think I said, oh, I just upgraded to the iPhone 12 Pro Max. I'm so excited, like I'll have it for your wedding. And they were like, wait, 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 wait. iPhone, you, you don't use an iPhone, do you? And not in a way of like, that's gross, but like, that's awesome. I never would have thought what you do, like I never would have thought that was shot on an iPhone. That makes us love you even more. Like you're so, I feel like now I'm being self-righteous and talking myself up. No, no, I love it, I love it. But they're just like, you're so talented. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the coolest thing we've ever seen. Like now we have to have you. So I I hope my name, a girl on her phone, like kind of speaks for itself. If it yeah. doesn't, there's the disclaimer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do try to like mention it or whatever, but I've never had a client either like not know that I use my phone and I show up and they're like, what is that? It's yeah. like the opposite. Like I'm setting up my gear and the guys like the groom's party are like, oh, that's the girl that shoots on her phone. That's so yeah. cool. Oh my gosh, look at her gear. Like it's just a positive thing, mm. which I yeah. love. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. And I guess like you are, you made the very, very smart decision of having a brand that does the whole does what it says on the tin kind of thing like like that's why i that's why i named this podcast like make better wedding films like it does what it says on the tin there's a lot of um power in in a brand like that people, like people just immediately get on board with what you're about um but you mentioned something there that, I, that was sort of what i was then gonna um transition into is like i can absolutely understand how couples are all on board and like you know you are who you are and you're and your um your brand is what it is so there's i guess not going to be less um uh you, yeah confusion when you're rocking up on the day with your phone but photographers i really 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 want to talk about the dynamic with you and photographers um is there any kind of like you know dick slinging going on where they're like they're rocking around with their r5s and you're there with your phone and like there's like i don't know there's a already enough like yeah, <laughs> um, potential uh, friction when videographers are coming on the scene. Photographers have been around forever. Videographers are like getting up in their business. Um, do you feel like you cop more of a brunt of that because you're rocking up with a phone? Do they? Do you feel like photographers are looking down your nose at you? I think they did in the beginning. No, I don't think yeah. they did in the beginning. Um, <laughs> I I had several, I mean, just hellish experiences. Like mm -hmm. you just get in the car at the end of the day and just cry. Yeah. And even like 
they wouldn't even hide it. The bride and groom would be like, I'm so sorry. You know, the bridal party would see it. The moms and dads would see it. I'm like, why? You know, like, let's work as a team. Um, so what I started doing, because I realized this is a problem. You know, it wasn't my first year. I would say, or like my first six months. My first six months, people were like, oh, like, she's cute. She's harmless, whatever. And then it was like, um, especially whenever photographers would show up with their second shooter who normally shoots video for them. Mm. That I experienced. Um, that was a pretty bad because I think they thought, well, I could do a way better job. Why are they yeah. having me shoot photo and not video in this clown yeah. over here with our smartphone? Yeah. Like, what are they thinking? Um, so what I started doing was before every wedding, I started this mm, pretty early on because I realized this is a problem. Like this is only hurting the bride and groom, mm -hmm. you know, whatever my feelings. Yeah, that sucks. But like, this is hurting the dynamic of their team that they've hired for their wedding day. This is, you know, catastrophic for them and they could feel it. And that's, I was like, okay, nope, we're putting a stop to this. So I will DM the photographer before the wedding day. And I've done this as long as I can remember now. I'll DM them from my Instagram page so they can see a girl on her phone and be like, okay, click it and hopefully look through some of my stuff and say, okay, not what I was thinking, a little bit better than what I thought. She's a little more legit than I would think off the cuff, whatever. And I introduce myself, say, I'm so excited to work with you, work alongside of you. Um, and then whenever I get there, I am just like eye contact, shaking hands, letting them know throughout the day, hey, if you need anything, I'm here for you. Can I carry the dress for you? Can I get that chair for you to stand on? Can I, I truly, as much as I try to serve my couples, I try to serve the photographers and the other vendors as well, because we truly all can make it a better experience for each other. So I have found by like breaking down the barrier through DMs and then showing up on a wedding day with a heart to serve them. They're like, okay, I could handle her for eight hours, you know? Yeah. And then by the end of it, it's like, you know what? I had a lot of fun with you today. And that's just the best thing. And that made all the difference for me. Yeah. It's like leading by example, right? On like how to treat each other and like, and how to, how to be a good teammate, I think is because I guess what I'm hoping the listeners at home are sort of clicking to is that like, if a videographer rocking up with an iPhone can convince a photographer that like yeah we're a good team we're, we're both like here to d do a great job then like anybody can right so um as like a follow-up question to this has there been any extra kind of uh friction or like um triggering experiences for uh people you've been working with in the wake of like content creators coming on the scene too because that's just like one more new vendor thrown in the mix that might be like, you know, triggering or like touch a nerve when it comes to like photographers or whatever. I love my content creator yeah. friends. Um, mm. So I haven't personally worked with one yet. 
it'll be interesting when the time comes whenever another person with their phone shows up that we're doing two totally different things that'll be mm. interesting and i'll be excited for that day i'll be like oh let's share all the tips and tricks hey you want to pop this lens on your phone and see what you think you know like that'll just be so fun um so i do get confused for a content creator sometimes and so that's a new thing that i'm trying to educate people that just because I use my phone doesn't mean that content creation is my goal. I truly am more of a wedding filmmaker. Um, so I'm that weird in between now. Um, but I actually love like talking with content creators and some of them, like when they're starting out, I'll like send them gimbals to try and stuff. Like, so I absolutely love what they're doing, it serves a totally different purpose than what we do. They truly are just like another branch of the mm. team. So yeah, but I haven't got to work with one yet. So that'll be yeah. fun. Have you been looking at this trend and this new sort of, um, I guess, need and want from couples and being like, hmm, maybe I can take something from that because I think the rise of content creation, I guess, has come from like that kind of like immediate need. Also, probably like a there's probably some weird kind of like nostalgic feel now from like the classic iPhone look. Where like because I've seen it on wedding days too, where like the photographer will like take the like classic portrait of the of the couple or the bride. And then she'll say, oh, can you also do one on my phone? Because I love how I look on my phone. Because, <clears throat> you know, we're now capturing our lives on our phone. We're used to seeing our memories, like, with that that feel. Like, that, that, that feel of, like, an iPhone look. And <clears throat> have you thought about... Because I guess, like, you're using your phone um, and, like, really, like pushing it and manipulating it and like shooting in like on like filmic pro and in log and ND filters and lenses and all that sort of stuff. Have you ever thought about stripping some of that back and going more towards a kind of classic iPhone look or are you, or are you deliberately trying to um, differentiate um, and make your footage look, I guess, less like classic iPhone? Um, I think I think the reason why I, I never thought of it recently until I was talking with my friend Tom Wright and he said, and if you don't know him, he's like an incredible photographer. He's got a podcast. You should check him out. He's super cool. Um, he said something I was like, I'd never heard before. Like all I'd heard was the opposite. He said, I don't know why you don't push more into the look of iPhone. And I'm like, mm. Oh, I guess because for so long I was trying to look like, um, now this is going to make you laugh, mm. but like the John Buns and the Ray Romans yeah. and the Nick yeah. Millers and the, you know, the big people, I thought, well, <clears> if <throat> my footage, which like, it'll never look like theirs, mm. but I'm like, if I can look like them, they'll finally think I'm legit. You know what I mean? So for so long, I was like rigging out my phone. Now it's to the point where I just love the look of it. Um, I, I don't love like the native camera app on iPhone. It truly, the best way I can describe it is like, the look that I have now is like, it looks like the TV screen in my head of mm. their wedding day. It truly is like my representation of their day to them. And I would hope anyone would choose their gear with that in mind, like your Sony or your Fuji or your um, Lumix or whatever. Um, 
does what you're producing look like a personal representation of the couple's day in your head? Mm. I would hope so, for sure. Um, is that the look you want to achieve? So some people don't understand it, but like the look that I've created with my iPhone is the look that I want to achieve. And yeah, that really is only possible with the ND filters and the lenses and stuff. Um, so did I answer your question? I should have warned you I'm yeah. chatty and I go down rabbit <laughs> I love holes. <laughs> I love it. No, no, a a okay. chatty podcast host, uh, guest is is great. Cause, Perfect. Yeah. yeah, you can just sit um, back and let me go and I'd never stop. Yeah, um, just off, on, off the races. I did think about at one point doing content creation. I did mm. think about that. Um, because, and I, I don't mean this as disrespect to my content creator friends at all, but it's so much less work than mm. a full wedding film. Mm. Um, I mean, it is totally different, but it is just less work. Something I did take from them. And this is something that any, uh, videographer, no matter what you use, if you wanted to do this, you could take away from it. But I have an app called Dazcam. And you could do this in the native camera app or an app like Dazcam. You can do a vintage looking film on it. So I will take my extra iPhone and I'll take little behind the scenes on that because I know Super 8 film and stuff like that is really popular right now. So I'll take that and do behind the scenes and then I'll do a shared album with them at the end of the night. Mm. Um, and then they get like little behind the scenes. It's the equivalent to me of like when a photographer does little Polaroids yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. of the night, which I love. Um, so, you know, hey, if you're a filmmaker and you want to, you know, add a little extra mm. sprinkle, you can uh, take that idea from yeah. a little, I don't why is it spicy? Um, I, I stole that idea from content creators. Mm. Um, so, yeah, but I realized that I, you know, putting the story and the film together is truly my heart. So I decided to not go down that avenue, but it definitely crossed my mind. Mm. Yeah, nice. <clears throat> cool. So, um I would love to transition now into just doing a quick little rundown of what you bring on a wedding day. Um, because it's obviously more than just the raw phone itself. So why don't you break us break down for us, um, what you bring, um, how many phones, if there are what accessories, um, just to get up, up, up to speed on what it actually looks like of you, like just, you know, quote, just bringing your phone. Yes. Yeah. Um, and for this reminds me too. now when I talk about this in my head, I'm like, okay, I really got to sit down. Don't forget anything. Like there's a lot of different things, but I just think back to me when I first started just me on my DJI Osmo mobile and just rolling up to weddings with just a gimbal, just my phone on a gimbal. And that was fun anyway. So, but now I have a beast grip pro rig. So that's the cage around my phone and I'll attach that to a Manfrotto monopod. Um, and I love that combination because I have a little bit of stability when I want it, but I can just as easily detach and have my run and gun whenever I need to run into the action. So love that combo. And then I use my moment lenses. So my primary wedding day lenses are a 58 millimeter and an 18 millimeter. And then I have my two to five stop ND filter that I use when needed. Um, that's what I shoot on 95% of the day. I do have a Zion Smooth 5 gimbal, but I really only do gimbal shots when I have to. 
I don't love shooting on a gimbal anymore. I have fallen in love with my Beast Grip Pro Manfrotto Monopod combo. Um, then I have the LumiCube Panel Pros that go into my cold shoe mount on my Beast Grip Pro. So when those low light situations are starting to happen as the day is winding down, or not winding down, it's usually turning up, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's getting darker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, those things save the day. Cause a big question people have is, well, the low light performance I'm sure is terrible. I'm like, well, first of all, it's I'm not going to say it's as good as a Sony, but it's better than what you think. And then yeah. coupled with the the Lumi cubes, it's pretty solid. So, um, let's see. Then I have Tascam DR10Ls. I have the Porta Capture X8 for audio. Audio is a huge thing for me. Um, something I heard a long time ago that I really like resonated with, and I thought, okay, this is what is going to help my films to stand out is that you can watch a and I don't want to call my films low quality but like you can watch a lower quality film with yeah. really like awesome audio and that's bearable but if you watch a super high quality film that has terrible audio, audio yeah that's unbearable so I yeah. thought okay you know what I'm really gonna focus on audio and story and I feel like that's gonna take me far farther than me just like jumping on the bandwagon and getting whatever camera everyone else is using. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Got the Tascam DR10Ls, the Porta Capture. That might be it. Yeah. Um, how, many, how, many, how many phones are you bringing on the day? Two, two phones. Two. Yeah. Oh yeah, I also have a tripod, the Manfrotto yeah. tripod that I'll mount up yeah. on sometimes. So I've got the iPhone 12 Pro Max, which is my old phone and my backup. And then the iPhone 14 Pro Max is my like normal yeah yeah a cam yeah cool okay so couple questions um one so no audio into the phone outside of maybe a do you use any kind of like on camera mic or anything to like deal with wind noise or anything like that so I'm wanting to, that's something that, you know, we're all getting gear, we're all upgrading our kits. I'm at a point right now where that is something that I'm wanting to get, like a road on top, you know, something like that. Um, right now I do have the iPhone audio turned on, so it's always recording audio. And I can salvage it if I have to have it. Yeah. Um, but for like those really important moments, first looks, Letters, ceremonies, yeah. things, toast like that. For that. DR tunnels, yeah. the porta capture, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I do record audio from my iPhone, and it's it's decent. It's definitely yeah. been there in a pinch if someone goes off the cuff, or if there's a really sweet moment that you just wouldn't think you needed to be yeah. mic'd up for. Um, so, yeah, for me in those moments, I would rather include those special moments, even if yeah. it's not technically perfect, than to not include it at all. Absolutely. Um, cool. Next question is when shooting in Filmic Pro, do you get all the image stabilization that like the, 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 the native camera app gives, or does it shut all that off? There is actually four different levels of stabilization in camera that Filmic yeah. Pro offers. It's pretty intense, actually. There's an, well, I should say three because the fourth one is off. <laughs> so you can just turn it all off, but I don't like that. Um, so I do the standard, which I think is just great. I would say that is 
at least as good as what's in the native camera app, the stabilization. Mm -hmm. Then you've got a cinematic mode and a cinematic plus mode, which is just like, mm -hmm. no one needs that much stabilization. Yeah. There's so much lag. Um, so yes, there is in-camera stabilization and I use it. Cool. Now I was just interested, um, especially when you go off monopod um, and go handheld. And I guess, and also just when, when you're going, because it's like a monopod's a big, a decently sized bit of kit to bring along. Um, what made you choose monopod over just handholding? Was it just like sort of keeping the fatigue down during the day? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Because it's been, I've had, his name is Manny. Um, I've had Manny. Manny. Yeah, oh Manny God. the monopod. Yes. I love I've it. had I've had Manny for a while. He's my he's my ride or die. He gets used and abused, um, but he's the best. So man, I am trying to think. I think I was in that stage of like, what are all the other filmmakers doing to make me look legit that I could also use for my iPhone? Coupled with I have problems I need to solve. What gear can I get to solve those problems? Mm. And I think a big problem was like, I didn't want a tripod, but I couldn't do the gimbal anymore. Mm -hmm. I needed something that didn't run on a battery. And I needed something that I could add gear as much as I wanted or take it away. And I didn't have to restabilize anything. So I think that's where I discovered the B-Script Pro monopod combo. I was like, this is great. You don't have to charge it. It can't die. It can't overheat. Um, I don't have to balance it. I can add crap, I can take crap away, and it's just solid. It's awesome. So, yeah. Nice. Um, no, cool. And I love that, you, that even um, when you were saying that, like, even you still sort of swerved into the, what's going to make me look professional? <laughs> I need the thing that's going to make me look better. Um, I love it. It's, it's impossible to escape from. Yeah. Um, Cool. What was the? Oh, this is what I was going to ask. Why moment lenses over the native three lenses, three iPhone lenses? Yeah. Um, so my mentor is who introduced me to moment. He said, you should check them out. That could maybe help. So I love the 58 millimeter because it does provide like a 2x zoom so i do get to be a little bit closer it adds a little bit more depth of field than just the native lenses offer um i also have a b-script macro lens now that i'm really loving um so i'm using that that's in my kit now just for certain like detail shots and stuff but the moment lenses are really solid they're really high quality at an affordable price i I can use the 58 millimeter in every scenario. Like it is just my perfect wedding day lens. It looks beautiful for portraits. It looks beautiful for establishing shots. It looks beautiful for detail shots. Um, it's just really great. It, it's kind of like a, your iPhone, but better look almost is you were talking about like the familiarity people have whenever they see their memories captured on iPhone. And I feel like it has that feeling, but people can't quite put their finger on it because it doesn't look like their iPhone exactly. videos, yeah. but it reminds them of the feeling and the familiarity of it. So I kind of joke, I'm like, it's like your iPhone, but better because mm. it's me. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, the thing is, that is, it's not the moment. It's, it's, it is you. Oh. Um, no, that's, no, that's, that's interesting. I just, um, 
was because it's like you know the phone comes with like three lenses built in, mm-hmm. like which was um, was interested to see your thought on, especially like because I feel like certainly several years ago, like moment lenses were a big thing, and everyone was experimenting with like adding like lens attachments and stuff. But I think I've certainly been seeing that less and less now with you know like especially with like iPhone fourteen like cinematic video and like that kind of like um uh synthesized depth of field mm-hmm. um has that have you brought any of that kind of like you know um artificial depth of field that like the iphone 14 can do have you, is that getting brought into your work at all no not on a wedding day i really yeah. just um I will I will use what the 58 millimeter naturally offers mm. with depth of field. And it's not as much, that's a big thing I hear from other filmmakers is like, where's the depth of field? I'm like, I mean, it's kind of there, but yeah. anyway, you know, I'll create, I'll create depth of field by getting closer to my subject, putting mm. foreground in the, in the yeah, frame, yeah. you know, things like that. There's lots of things you can do. I've mm. never been super interested in um, the artificial um, depth of feel. Um, yeah. It just hasn't been a part of my process. Um, but I never say never. But yeah. yeah, that's not really a thing in Filmic Pro, mm. though. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. No, I was just interested. That's cool. Yeah. Um, amazing. Cool. Um, where do you go from here? I feel like I'm taking way too long to go through all these things, but I'm so like just interested to talk through a whole whole process i'm um, having a great time so <laughs> please i'm just having fun um cool okay we're going through the gear now i want to talk we've talked a bit around like the things you'd like have like added to like work around like in, in the same way that like we, we all put cages around our c- camera and add lights and monopods like it's the same kind of deal we're all still in the world of like jerry rigging our c- cameras to like you know suit us um but what do you feel your gear does to like get out of your way on a wedding day because like that's something that i'm moving towards like i'm currently shooting on like fucking big heavy canon c70 cameras and i'm like i'm i'm done i'm selling it i'm moving to sony i'm getting like the smallest little sony body i can get because like you go i'm i'm seeing now that like i need my shit to get out of my way and i like i would rather like take a slight bump on quality and be like have more energy like at the end of the night to just be like running around and, and filming um yeah. so is there stuff that your phone like does for you that gets out of your way is the fact that it's small that it's like suit like you know super touch screen like what are some of the things that you find it like you know adds to your craft um i feel like I don't know if this sounds dumb, but I truly feel like it is just an extension of my arms, my hands. Like you said, it's so lightweight. I mean, I can run around for 12 hours with my gear and it's great. Um, It's super intuitive, especially now. I mean, I've done a handful or two of weddings now. So um, Filmic Pro is, you know, like second nature to me. Um, It's so user friendly. I've got nice big screen. I've never felt like my gear is in my way. The only time I would feel like that is if I shot on a gimbal more. Um, and just because, um, this is what's interesting about shooting iPhone and then being on the gimbal, I'm doing a demonstration for you. So like if this was a camera, your lens is here, like all of the weight is centered. 
Yeah. You know, on the iPhone, it's over here. And the gimbals just have a harder time wanting to be stabilized for long periods of time. So that's why I got over the notion that my footage had to be super smooth all the time. <laughs> like there's a time and a place for my gimbal shots, but it doesn't have to be like that all the time. Um, so that was one thing. That was one reason I made the jump to the to the rig and the monopod was to get out of my way of thinking like, OK, nope, we can do this handheld look. And really, I get the handheld look. I get the monopod look and the, the gimbal look, which is nice. It really I can make my gear suit my needs for whatever situation I'm in, which is so nice. I don't think I've ever felt like, man, this is really like in my way or whatever. And that's what I think I love about it is it's so small and light. Yeah. Cause I totally get what you're saying about that, that like extension of you, like, cause it's just this, like this little panel that's just like there. It'd be so easy and so like intuitive to use. Mm -hmm. Um, I can just imagine like so many times during the day when like things are happening and you don't even have to think. It's just like, boom, you just like, yep. you know, chuck the phone, the phone in. I love it. Um, yeah, I think the, the benefits, especially the benefits of the, like the size of it um, would be apparent to a lot of people. I think like, I don't know, there's that, there's the whole saying um, that gets thrown around like every camera youtube review like that like oh it's the camera's heavier so it's like removes the micro jitters and like fuck it, it no it'd be fine i'm sure like, with your because like did, did your base grip have like handles or something or mm -hmm. yeah, yeah so it's like, got finger grips on one side of it so yeah. i mean it's really just nice mm. in the hands yeah yeah no, i'm it sounds fucking great. <laughs> it is great. Um, yeah. Come to the dark side, Ben. Well, I'm 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 inching my my, my way there. I'm going from a C70 to an FX3. So proud of you. If I feel like the FX3 is heavy, then I'll go, maybe go iPhone. Um, You're gonna be so happy. I'm so. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll and then I'll eventually just go to one of those little like pillbox like Insta360 <laughs> things and just be like pinching this little thing around all day. Okay, that's incredible. Um, I've yeah. always thought it would be funny. This is like not the same thing, but it just reminded me of that. I was joking with my dad one day because like, you know, the backup cameras in cars, like they've really come no, a my long God. way. <laughs> I've told my dad like, come a long way. one day I'm oh, going to film a wedding on the backup <laughs> camera of my car. <laughs> yeah. oh, Watch my God. me do a, it. A Game Boy Color camera. I just, it's going to be a thing. Yeah. Um, no one oh, can oh, put God. limits on a spin. Oh, We're... I know. <laughs> oh my god it's great um amazing um okay where to go from here i mean okay so so we we know why it's great why is it why, where have you found that um it's got in your way in terms of um has there been any uh overheating issues i know i've seen in your, your behind the scenes stuff that you're often like hooked up to a battery bank um, which doesn't seem like a huge deal. Like, to be honest, my iPhone, my my R5C needs that anyway. Um, is there? And I'm thinking too, even just like ceremony, like tripod camera speeches, tripod camera. Like, how far can the moment lens go? Like, is are you feeling like you can't get your cameras close enough, or is there any other kind of limitations that? the phone um 
like does give you little niggles with? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, one big limitation is that it doesn't shoot 4K 60. I yeah. wish it shot. Well, it will in the native camera app, but but mm. in the native camera app, but not in mm. Filmic Pro. You know, I I'm okay. exporting in 1080 anyways, though. So I mean, mm. you know, it is what it is. Mm. Um, you know, as far as like getting close, because that is a thing. Like I can't pop a 200 on my phone and stand in mm. the back corner. I don't know if that's the right terminology. You're probably <laughs> like, this girl has no clue. <laughs> pop a 200. No, no, it is. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great American accent. That was awesome. Don't ask me to do your accent because I will not be able to. Um, but yeah, like I am, you know, my phone, it is where it is. Like I either move closer to the action or it moves closer to me, but I can't do much manipulation. So that's where a lot of um, communication with the photographer comes in. I'll say like, okay, hey, I'm for what I'm wanting to get. This is what I'm thinking. How is that going to get in your way? How can we move my setup around so that it's, you know, you can get what you get? Because I let the photographer know that it is just important to me um, for the couple to get a good wedding photo, like, experience as their wedding video. I will never put their wedding video above their photos. I think they're equally important. The couple has us both there for a reason. We are equally important. So I want to let the photographer know like, hey, if this isn't working for you, you have to tell me so that we can both have a good experience and get what we need. Um, and I think about this last wedding that I shot, we were in a tight space for like the toasts and we were kind of all up in each other's ways and we were like cramped, like mm. holding our yeah. <laughs> you know, she yeah. was moving around. I was, mm. you know, we were all cramped. Um, so yeah, sometimes... I do wish like I could zoom in like really far, like stand in the back and just like zoom in and be really close. So yeah, sometimes that's a limitation. I get around that just by like getting over myself though and being like, nope, I'm going to get in there and do what I need to do. The couple has entrusted me to capture the day and I'm going to do what I got to do. Um, and that reminds me too, I had a reel where, um, I talked about like seven things I'm not scared to do as your videographer. And one of those things was to move around and get the shots that I need to get um, during big moments. And someone chastised me and said, like, that is the opposite of what you should do. Like, you need to be in the back where no one can see you. You're distracting people, whatever. And to that, I say, I heard the opposite. For so long, I would like squat down in the middle of the aisle and like shoot up and sit there with my knees and like, borderline almost pass out because I'm, I'm on my knees for 30 minutes, but I just tried to make myself as small as possible. I didn't want to distract anybody. Mm -hmm. So many times I thought, oh, I wish I could move and get this and move and get that. My couple, my couple is there, or I am there for my couple to get their film. Like I need to do the things. They would rather me get up and move around and do the things. And that's what photographers told me. They said, no one's looking at you. It's not about you. It's about them. Get up. Don't, don't hurt your knees. Um, so that's something I've started doing is, um, having one, my, my a cam shooting up and I'll move around. I'll get parent reactions. I'm also big on like storytelling and the action and reaction capturing both is really essential to telling the story in the best way possible in my opinion. Um, so that was a rabbit hole I went down. Where did we start with that, Ben? No, um, I love it. No, cause I guess, yeah. Yes. <clears throat> cause I yeah. guess. 
I am a huge, like, I totally believe in the saying, like, constraints breed creativity, right? And, like, you've, yep. like, your phones have the constraint of you can't chuck a 7200 um, on it and zoom in. And that constraint has has forced you into learning how to be comfortable moving around. And because, like, you're absolutely right. People aren't looking at you. And you'd be surprised, like, the kind of body language you can um, uh, um, you can use to just like just move around. And if you're not like, I think you you actually draw less attention to yourself by just like sort of calmly and confidently walking from one spot to, to, to the other than like scurrying like a fucking goblin like around the ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> like the amount of people I've seen, yeah, like, like ooh, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, confidence is the exact word I was thinking about. Mm. Just having a cool cucumber confidence about Mm. you. Really, people might look at you and say like, oh, they're doing their job. They Mm. wouldn't be like, oh, how how dare they? You know what I mean? You took the thought right out of my Mm. brain. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. Um, Amazing. I kind of want to stop talking about gear now because I don't want to like, I don't know. I think our conversation and bringing you on the show is is interesting because it's like there's this whole it's the it's this whole conversation starter around like the fact that you are doing something different the thing you are doing different is the equipment you are choosing to use and all of the then um dis- decisions and and things that then ripple out from that choice right and I think it's just it's fascinating um seeing how one simple decision can change a lot of outcomes. Um, and so I've heard you talk before around like how story is so important to you and stuff. And, and do you feel that just like going less down the rabbit holes of like, um, you know, like, well, what lenses and fucking um, need, need to like upgrade mine to a full frame sensor. And, <laughs> and, like, have you just gone like, no, like, fuck it. I'm using the phone, whatever. Focus on story and focus on serving couples and clients and, and being a good vendor on the day and communication. Like, how do you feel like, you know, the gear is just like gotten out of the way so that you can focus on those sorts of things and like, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But honestly, it's not just, I think that anyone with any gear can take on that mindset. You know, Um, I just so like, I think I could take, I could adopt that mindset with a Sony. Mm. I think I could. Um, And so, but that's encouraging to other filmmakers because, you know, just start focusing on, Mm. in my opinion, the right things. Mm. And, you know, you're, your whole process is going to change for the better. And honestly, I think people would be happier. Like not only clients, but like I think filmmakers would be happier because there's always a new lens. There's always a new camera body coming out. There's always new lights. There's always new Tascams. Like Tascam just dropped, uh, what is it, like the DR10L Pro or whatever. Pro, yeah, the 32-bit I mean, floating light. Yeah. And, and I just, and you know what? I just got the Porta Capture X8 with the 32-bit float. And even I was like, oh man, now I need the new task camp. No, you don't. Mm. No, no, it, it's worked fine. Focus on what's important. 
Um, mm. So take heart because any any filmmaker can make that mindset shift. But I do feel like, especially with the iPhone, yeah, it's probably even like exaggerated in mm. me. And that's like, I try to not upgrade every time a new phone comes out. I do like every other year mm. just to remain in that mindset of it's not about the gear. Like I'll look back at the films I made with my phones and I loved them. They're still going to perform just as good. I don't have to run out and get the brand new iPhone every time. So that's like a very conscious decision that I make for my gear as well. Um, so, yeah, but I do feel like mm. I'd be lying if I said it didn't um, make that have that effect on me to focus mm. on what I think is truly important. But yeah. that's coupled with I think every filmmaker can have that mindset. Agree. I like 100% agree. That's kind of what I was like. <laughs> that's kind of what I was getting in there. For, sorry. Um, <laughs> Did I steal your no, fun no, no. Time? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I was, I was, I was doing the setup and you, you caught it p p perfectly. Um, because oh, okay. um, I guess like, segue again now into like, if there's filmmakers listening now who are like at the beginning of their journey, they're starting out and whether they, don't have a camera and they and maybe this could inspire them to just pick up their phone and not drop cash on a camera or if they feel like they've got you know just like an entry level kit and they feel like they have to upgrade in order to take this seriously what would be your um you know the, this is now your, your your soapbox moment to get up and like you know what would you say to the filmmakers who um, feel that they they need X, Y, and Z before they can take things seriously. What are the things that they should um, focus on instead? Okay, I think um, I think knowing the gear you have inside and out is very important. Mm -hmm. Like, do you have you truly mastered what you already have before you feel like you need to jump up and get the next thing? Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the skills that you can learn on an entry level kit are going to translate to those higher level ones. I think there's nothing wrong with using certain kits as stepping stones to get to where you need to be to be the filmmaker you want to be. Nothing wrong with that. That's something I tell other people is like, hey, start on the iPhone, whether that's your end all be all or not, cool. Or save up money with, you know, like jobs that you get with the iPhone and then buy the kit that you think you need to be the best filmmaker you can be. But one big thing that I don't want to jump from the iPhone is I don't think I've learned everything there is to know about it yet. Like if you truly want to be a master of your craft, get in there and learn the ins and outs. Like I am truly trying to be a, a master of my craft. And part of that is knowing what you already have. Like, do you think you can shoot a, um, a wedding in your sleep or whatever or like um jake weisler he came to a uh a workshop that i attended a couple months ago and to like proof of point he brought an old camera that i think shot only like 720 and it's like if you're not creating work that you're proud of with the gear you already have i don't think it's your gear mm. i don't think you upgrading your gear is the answer to your problem um you know once you are creating work you're proud of with the gear you have, and that's the stepping stone to get to the next point. I don't see anything wrong with that, but upgrading your gear 
actually may cause you more problems. And then you're going to be like, wow, I just dropped $5,000 and now my work looks worse. Like, why is that? Well, probably because you may not have taken the time and invested like time to learning the gear that you had and learning those like core basics before you tried to jump up to something like money doesn't equal results if that makes sense, like the money you have in your gear. Like I could maybe, I'm not, oh, well, I probably shouldn't say this. Cut this out if I shouldn't. But like <laughs> for someone who just picks up like a like a red camera, I could maybe outshoot them on my iPhone knowing what I'm doing because I know my gear than them picking it up and having no idea what they're doing. Yeah. So. Yeah, because, you know, you, you can drop that five to 10 grand on the new camera and it may not necessarily make your films worse, but it might not make them better because True. you're still like not interacting with the couple. Well, you're not, you know, talking to the photographer, you're not, you know, doing X, Y, and Z and whatever, you know, like it's getting the gear out of the way so you can then focus on the things that um, often take a lot longer for people to like get up to speed with, with, with that it's part of the job. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is, uh, yeah, is all part of it. Well, I think it's easier to not think we're the problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I think something it's easier else is the, say, the, the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I need a better mm. lens. My lens sucks. Uh, does your lens suck or <laughs> you suck? <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I did. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's going to so, be, yeah. Just so everyone knows, I'm not saying you suck. I'm not saying you suck. You're awesome. Like be encouraged, be encouraged. Mm. That means that you don't have to go and drop money. Like what you have is good enough. You just need to practice, go outside and shoot your mailbox. That's what I do all the time. You got to practice. You really do. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I feel like that's going to be the title of the episode. Your lens doesn't suck. You suck. (laughs) No, that's terrible. That's not, that's not very nice at all. No, that's That's not not my heart. I hope that doesn't come across that way. That's not my heart at all. No. No, 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 absolutely, okay. absolutely not. Um, amazing. Well, uh, Sav, I was going to say Savannah, but no, no, we're friends. It's Sav. Um, you can call me whatever you want, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Um, well, look, it's been incredible to have you on the show and to chat and talk through your whole, whole process and your philosophy. I think it's really refreshing and lovely. Um, thank you. Yeah, so thank you so much for uh yeah sharing and coming on the show and yeah sharing your time and your wisdom and your knowledge it's been great thank you for having me i am always um appreciative of someone being interested in me and giving me a platform to talk about what i'm passionate about so thank you truly for being interested and being willing to have me share my heart uh it means a lot to me awesome amazing um, well, before we uh, wrap up here, there was one thing I wanted to um, mention to our audience is that you have a, a, uh, a iPhone filmmaking course as well yes. that, you, um, that you've got. And we've got a little uh, link to that down below. And um, I think it's a really interesting thing for, filmmaker, for wedding filmmakers to check out for multiple reasons, like whether you want to, um, you know, you're interested to delve into this world of like content creation and like, you know, adding, you know, like iPhones as part of the, the kit. Um, even what you were mentioning around, like sort of using that kind of vintage app and then like airdropping to the client, you know, there's so many ways we can use the phone. Like even during our call, 
I was thinking, oh, like maybe like um, the iPhone could be like, you know, a fourth or fifth, like, you know, like wide angle angle just for like one or two moments of the day. Like there's all these moments that we've got this extra camera in our pocket always. Um, What's the way we can best, you know, get the most out of it and like, you know, shoot log on it and all these things. So I think, yeah, I think um, it's a really interesting little thing that uh, wedding filmmakers can can check out and just add into their toolkit. So yeah, we'll have a link to, to that below. And um, was there anything else you wanted to mention about that in particular uh, for our, our audience? I'll just give like a rundown on it. So it's probably not typically of what you would think of a course. It is a recording of a live class that I taught at a studio here locally. Um, they graciously gave me the opportunity to come teach this class. And so it is like lecture style. Um, you're going to get the PowerPoint presentation kind of with it going along and it focuses on my gear. Like if you're interested in iPhone filmmaking gear and what's in my kit, I do a deep dive on that at the beginning of the class. And then I cover um, the basics of better filming, editing and posting on your iPhone. So truly if you are on social media, period, I feel like you can benefit from this, from this class. So it's $10 and 30 minutes. So if you've got, you know, just a little bit of time and a little bit of money to invest in yourself or your business. Even if you're like taking videos of your kids at home, like I really feel like you can get value out of it. So it's, it's cheap and it's quick and easy. And so I think everyone can get value from it. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah, $10 easy link down below. Um, yeah, go ch check it out. Um, cool. Well, that's going to do us, Steph. Thank hey, you again. Ben. Thank yeah. you. Oh my gosh, this was so fun. Felt like I was just like on the on FaceTime with a friend. So yeah, I love it. Likewise. Alrighty, team. Well, that's going to do us for this episode. We will see you all next time. Bye.